0: episode of my podcast about Sophie's story. Um, thank you for tuning in, and sorry that it took a while to get this one done. It's been a little bit crazy for us, but I am happy to be finally getting this done. <laughs> so, uh, for the third uh, blog post, I talked a lot about... Um, being in the hospital with Sophie and um, and then um, being sent to a different hospital and then eventually being sent back. So I wanted to share a little bit about that. Um, I also realized that I didn't really say much about her syndrome last time. I talked a little bit about the areas of her body that it affected. I think I mainly wrote about it. Um so kind of tying in with her syndrome I will say that one of the areas that I have really changed since Sophie's um passing has been my whole attitude towards sickness, um disease and healing and all of that. So I definitely 100% believe that God is the God of miracles. And I definitely believe that praying for the sick can result in seeing them healed. Absolutely. I believe in in um, almost like instantaneous healing as well. I believe in healing over time. Um, but I think with Sophie at the time of her diagnosis and everything, even before that, I was kind of going through this phase of almost a more charismatic view of those things where I just really thought, okay, what does the Bible say about healing? What do we see as examples of healing in the Bible? And it's always that people were healed and they were made whole and that was it. You never really saw people staying in their sickness, so I just had this almost arrogant view that you know God's just not going to leave her in her sickness because I don't see that you know I don't see Jesus leaving people in their sickness so he's obviously going to heal her of course you know we're praying for it and and he loves us and he's good so of course she's not going to stay in this situation so I had that mindset and it wasn't always easy to kind of myself up and and remind myself of these things but that is definitely the mindset that i had that without a doubt she was going to get healed also in that mindset i really thought like you know that i i just hate sickness it's just so awful i hate disease it's just so evil and i and i have to admit that i still feel that way i think i feel that way even more now (laughs) that i've lost her i absolutely hate sickness. I hate that it exists. I hate that we have to suffer in this life, and some of us have to suffer physically. I just think it's just awful, and I really do hate it. Um, But what I have come to understand in a new way is that just because sickness exists and because not everybody gets healed in an instant, it does not change the fact that God is good. It does not change the fact that he loves us and desires for us to be whole and and happy and healed. So I think that was something I had to figure out, I guess, just how these things can coexist. A good God who loves us, but sickness and disease existing. So, um that was just part of my process and I'm sure I'll talk much more about that later. Um, One thing I did want to say too is that her syndrome is extremely rare. She was the 19th case in the entire world and there is no known reason why it happens. Just the gene mutates. It doesn't come from either side, either parent. It's not um, something that you can even possibly predict. It's just a freak thing that happens. The gene mutates and it can cause all of these um, issues. And I think I mentioned this in the blog that most, or maybe I even said it in the last podcast, that most um, children or babies who are diagnosed with this don't make it past their first year. So we were up against this giant of an issue. And I kind of felt like, okay, there's this giant and I need to be David. <laughs> you know, um, for those of you who may not be Christians or don't know the Bible, there's a very well-known story about a young boy named David who goes up against this giant named Goliath. And he um, sees all these other warriors, you know, in full armor with, you know, strength and and um and stature that's much greater than his and they're not able to take this giant down and he looks at it and just thinks well this is something that is standing in opposition of god and therefore it needs to be taken down so he tries on the armor and it's too big for him so he decides you know what i don't even need it all i need is a stone and my slingshot and he defeats the giant And I just thought, okay, that's what I have to do. I have to, you know, just kind of pep talk myself and and become this David and just go and and knock down this giant. And so that's kind of how I viewed, you know, my position with fighting for Sophie and all of this. You know, Um, it was definitely as much if not more of a spiritual battle for me as it was a physical struggle (laughs) um so wanted to say that and um uh yes i wanted to talk about being in the hospital um i can look back now and see even more clearly just the ways that god was gracious and provided for us in that time. In the moment, it's so hard to see God's goodness in the little things when you're faced with the fact that you're stuck in a place you don't want to be and you're away from your home and your bed and your other kid and your husband and all these things. But looking back at it now, I can really see, um, even just with the hospital not charging us for the private room that I ended up being stuck in, Um, so we were saving money that, you know, we weren't counting on being able to save because of the circumstances and the nurses being so sweet and the doctors being so nice. And, um, you know, even the, the head doctors taking time to come and sit with me and explain everything in English, which I know must be difficult because, When you're a doctor and you have to speak to your patients, you already have to deal with medical terminology and things that they can't understand. And then you never know what emotions you're going to have. And then to do it all in a second language must be so difficult. And um, much later in Sophie's story, one doctor apologized for the way he might come across in English. And he just said, you know, I don't. I don't want you to hate me <laughs> and I hope that I'm making sense because I just don't know how to put it any other way in English. So I realized that it must be difficult for them to take the time to you know figure out what they need to tell me and then to do it in a second language. So all of that I was really very um grateful for all of it and very appreciative. So um so we were there and Getting procedures and testings and stuff done, and then um, I had the talk with the heads uh, with the head and a couple other doctors that they thought that they found some kind of mass in her bowels, which which they thought explained you know why she's having this um, like kind of like reflux and and why she has the big belly and all these things um, and so we were sent to. A hospital in a city that's about two hours away from here and they were supposed to be you know giving us special treatment for this issue because apparently they were their specialists there for this so it was like uh you know we're telling you this now in the afternoon and you're leaving first thing in the morning tomorrow so I had time thankfully to go home and pack and then head back to the hospital that night so It was really very hard because I had already been gone for over a week. It might have even been pushing two weeks at this point. And then to just come home just for about an hour or two to pack up and know that I'm going to leave and I'm going to be far away and I don't know how long I'm going to be far away was really hard. And I remember I cried when I had to leave Adam. Thankfully, he went down for his nap and I was able to just go while he was sleeping. But... um it was such a tease, you know, just being able to come home and um, and see him and hug him. And and um, yeah, we were singing songs and stuff and he was just having such a blast. And I just was so thankful for that moment, but also just so devastated that I wasn't going to be able to stay there with him. And I couldn't explain to him what was happening and I didn't even know how long I was going to be gone or, um, or what and just trying to figure out you know, with Yanya, if they could see me, when they could see me, you know, it's a two-hour drive one way, so you have to plan, like, basically the whole day to be there, and, you know, with the coronavirus, I wasn't sure how long they would even be able to see me, and I don't know what was going to happen there with her with procedures and testing, so it was just all, um, really just kind of (laughs) stressful, um, but at the same time, I had hope that maybe, this was going to fix everything. Like, okay, maybe God is going to use this to finally do whatever needs to be done so she can just bounce back and be healed. So the next morning we go, the ambulance comes, we're traveling there, and then when we get to the hospital, we're sent right away to the infection ward. And I thought, this must be standard procedure, it's COVID, they must want to, you know, give us a test or something. But it turns out that on the way there, the ambulance... um received a phone call from the hospital that we had left saying that we were in contact with two nurses who were tested COVID positive. So we had to be put on a quarantine. And so that lasted, that was I think supposed to last um, maybe a few days. So we got there, we were put into quarantine. It was really intense. Like people were putting on like the full on head-to-toe coverings to come in and see us they um there were like two doors between sophie and i and the nurses and doctors and they would like open one door leave our food go i had to wait till they were gone open up our door take the food it was just insane and on top of that these infection wards were not built for um, families or older kids. It's mainly for like babies. So the doctor told me, I'm sorry, there's no shower here. Um, depending on how long you stay, we can try to figure out a place for you to bathe. If you are COVID negative, if not, I'm not really sure how it's going to work. But basically, they said, okay, we're gonna we test, we'll test you guys, which they did, and then if you're negative, we can move you to a normal room. So I thought wow this is going to be interesting <laughs> you know um no place to shower it was just really interesting um and the room itself was really icky like I am definitely not a princess I can handle you know, some slightly older furniture and stuff, but this room just felt like it wasn't very clean, and I hate to say that because I'm sure there's nothing wrong with this hospital. I'm sure it's totally fine, but that's just how I felt and i could um I almost couldn't sleep. I was just kind of icked out by the whole thing so um but I will say that the best thing that happened that night that we were there was that Sophie started smiling and I will never forget the way that made me feel and I'll never forget how her face looked. I made a video and there was just one point, I forget what time of the evening it was, I think it was pretty early on that she just was responding to me, like looking at me and laughing and smiling when I said her name. And that never happened before, ever. So I just thought, thank you, Lord. She's feeling better. She's responding to me. Um, I mentioned before, I think it was my first podcast that, like, I mean, she wouldn't even make eye contact with us. We were just getting really, like, nothing. And so to see her smile was just such a huge blessing. I think it just made everything else fade away in that moment like all of a sudden I I think I just looked at that as like God's little gift and his reminder that he's with me he has good things for me even though I'm in the middle of a really intense battle and I'm fighting fear and confusion and sadness and all these things he's still there and he still shows me that he loves me when I see that sweet little girl smile at me and look at me and so I was just really so thankful for that and I just this you know wave of peace and and happiness just washed over me and I just thought okay like it's gonna be okay this is probably gonna be the first of many blessings to come and in a lot of ways it was um and so I think it was later in the evening One of the nurses came and told me that we're going home tomorrow. And I thought, well, that can't be right. We just got here. (laughs) And I thought, maybe I'm not understanding because nobody spoke English except for the one doctor who I saw when I first got there. So I thought for sure it must be a language barrier. But she was telling me, no, you're going home tomorrow. Everything is fine. Um, You know, I guess what I realized later after talking to some other doctors was that they were nervous that what they thought was a mass in her bowel was cancer and that they were thinking they were going to have to give her radiation treatment but it wasn't cancer so the next morning when I was packing getting ready to go back home I think the doctor said like you know, isn't it great? It's not cancer. And I was kind of like, wait, what? So it took me a second to kind of process that. Um, But I thought, well, yes, of course I'm happy. It's not cancer. That's great. So we can go home. And, um there was a little bit of confusion i don't want to waste time talking about it but it was a little bit crazy when the ambulance came because at first there were these there were these two paramedics they were men they didn't speak any english and they kept telling me like we can't take your suitcase it's impossible and i thought well surely it's not because the ambulance who brought us here was able to take my suitcase and so it was like i don't know about a half an hour discussion between the doctor and the nurses and these two paramedics about how it was impossible to take my bag And then about 30 minutes later, we're in the ambulance and my bag is safely in the front seat. So, hey, whatever. God worked it out. (laughs) I guess it wasn't impossible after all. So then we were back, heading back home. Um, And I remember feeling so relieved, like, okay, good. No special treatments, no cancer. Obviously, that's a huge blessing. We're back to the hospital I'm familiar with. We're back to being closer to... Yin Yan, Adam, and just in a familiar place where they know her, and no more quarantine. Our test came back negative. Um, I can take a shower, <laughs> you know, like all these things that were huge. But in the back of my mind, it was kind of like, okay, well, now what? You know, if if it's not this mass, if if it's not cancer, um, or whatever that we were supposed to be checking out in the other hospital. Well, now what are we going to do? You know, because obviously there's still something that they're worried about, but, you know, we don't know the answers yet. We don't know how long we're going to have to stay here. So it was a mixture of relief and joy, but also like, okay, now we just play the waiting game again, I guess, and see what testings we have to do and see what's going to happen and all of this stuff. So um, so um we got back and it was such a joy to see all the nurses and, and, and everything. They were surprised to see us back so soon, and, but happy to see us back. And, um, and so, yeah, I think I don't want to get ahead of myself with what I'm going to share next time. So I think that's all I'll say now, but um, it was quite the journey. And this actually, the the afternoon that I was packing to go to this other hospital when I came home for a few hours, it was the same day that there was um, a conference um, through Yenya's job, and he was just joining remotely, but we we both were watching it at that point because um, Yenya's superior and also a very close friend um, of ours had asked if he could say something So that we could have support and prayer, and at that point we hadn't really told a lot of people what was going on with her. We had planned on telling the whole story after she was healed, which is what I'm doing now. And um, I'll never forget how that made me feel—just hearing him share. And he didn't go into any kind of, you know, detail or anything. Just asking for prayer and support for you know, what we were going through and having to be transported to a different hospital and not knowing, um, you know, what the issues were, how they were going to be solved, if they were going to be solved. And just hearing the emotion behind his voice, it just, it made me cry. And I just felt so loved in that moment and just so supported. And I had no idea how much that would grow going forward just how many people love us and and loved our little girl and just fought this battle with us i it was just the the beginning of of understanding that and just yeah realizing how blessed we were to be so surrounded and just completely covered um in this whole process so it helped me when i had to leave adam and and yanya and to go into this kind of unknown territory knowing that i was covered that way and that yanya and adam are covered that way was just such a blessing and then to be able to just come right back home the next day just made it that much sweeter and so um so uh if you're listening to this you know who you are and i want you to know i love you and i appreciate you and thank you for sharing um That day, and asking people to pray for us because it was a huge blessing. So, um, I think I'll end here. It's a kind of a shorter one today, but I did want to say please um, write me with any questions you have. I think the next podcast is going to be. Q&A, like I'll take the questions that you guys give me and answer them, or even talk about a couple things in more detail if you're interested in anything so far in the story. Maybe you'd like to hear some more about something, and I'm hoping to have a guest appearance. I'm hoping that I can get yen to jump in, so um, please, if you have questions for him and his process, what it was like for him being home while we were away um, what he was kind of thinking going through, um, please send me those questions too. I'll have him jump in and kind of share a little bit about, um, his process as well, because I think it's important too. Um, so thank you for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time.